Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. We're going to start, though, with the latest on the Trump raid situation that I think we got news of last week. I believe it was our show on Monday night Mm -hmm. uh, last week when that news was actually breaking during the show. And now, a week later, we know they are ostensibly investigating him for so-called Espionage Act violations. Well, now they're saying he had nuclear codes, right? I mean, he probably that, that's did. That's what I've seen. Is that you know right. he he took they classified codes. They change those codes. things like daily, though. So you would think, yeah. I well, mean, it's it's because you know you don't want somebody to find that in the trash yeah, or whatever. At, at the very least, you'd think they would change it after an administration moves from one to the next. Yeah, no doubt. But they are the government, but, so I mean, maybe. Yeah, but think All about right. that. That being the case, who controls those nuclear codes, right? And the military. And asking that question reveals that there is, in fact, incontrovertibly, a deep state. What do you mean by that? Well, someone there. There is some underlying apparatus that exists beyond the threshold of power of the government. The one that determines who has access to the nuke codes. The one who changes the nuke codes. The one who ultimately controls all of them. I think that's probably done by various functionaries in the military. Certainly, I'm aware none of whom are elected. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah. And the, as I'm saying, that's... that's I, I don't know if you've met many military people, but most of them are I don't know if you heard what deep. I said. My point was it is <laughs> ipso facto proof of the existence of the deep state. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's just... How could part it not of, be? It's part and parcel of the state as it mm-hmm. is. I mean... It's, I, extraneous well, to the elected okay. government. The idea behind the deep state, from my point of view, is that there's actually an inversion of control where there are elements inside the government that are actually in control, whereas the the people that, that we're electing for are just more or less figureheads. But are the people who are in control, in your understanding of it, secretive, or are they known? Uh, well... It's it's definitely not acknowledged that mm-hmm. that such people exist, so it would have to be secretive. Okay, what's your what did you pull this definition from? Well, there's two definitions. One of them uses the word secretive, and one of them doesn't. Okay, so it's, I guess where? it depends on which one you want to go with. One of them comes from Oxford.com, or I don't know, it comes from Oxford Languages, whatever that is, Dictionary.com. Mm-hmm. The other one comes from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's a body of people, typically influential members of government agencies or the military, believed to be involved in the secret manipulation or control of government policy. Okay. So an mm-hmm. underground secretive thing. Got it. And that which one was that? Oxford? Yes. Okay. Actually, I suppose they both used the word secretive. So I guess the question is, you know... Um, what does the other one say? It says almost exactly Similar. the same okay. thing. It just puts the word secret yeah. at a different location. Okay. Where's, where's that one from? Wikipedia. So the fantasy from the conservatives is that there's this evil deep state out there, and that's why the state's so bad. It's these evil people. We don't know who they are, but we know who the good people are. We're also seeing more people talking about national divorce as a result Mm -hmm. of this. So people are moving uh, further in that direction towards the idea of ending any kind of arrangement with the federal government. And I think that that is ultimately the true benefit from this, whether or not charges come from it. If charges come from it, then that's even better for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. See, I actually had gotten to the point where I was thinking, you know, if Trump runs again, I might just vote for him just because, you know, it's not like it matters. A lot of a lot of the stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff that they say about him is crap, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't like lies. 
So I was thinking maybe I'll vote for him. And then he then he starts talking about death dealers or drug death penalty for drug dealers. And I'm yeah, like, well, geez. as a matter of principle, I refuse to vote for anybody who wants to kill me because right. that's just a bad plan. Yeah, so, you would think that uh, after however many decades of the insane war on drugs that mm-hmm. more people would be coming around to understanding that this is an abject failure and it just needs to end. And it's a, it's a shame uh, to see Trump, who is, has worked within the entertainment industry, so you know he's worked with plenty of drug users and has mm-hmm. probably been fairly close to people who bought drugs and or sold them. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's pandering to the, to the conservative right. He thinks this is going to be a winning issue for him, I guess. Yeah, I'm willing to work with a conservative on the issues in which we agree, but I will not forget that this person does not understand what liberty Mm -hmm. is. They understand they want liberty to live their life how they want to live it. They want to be Mm -hmm. free to go take their kids to church and that they want to be free to have their, you know, conservative barbecue or whatever it is that conservatives do. Uh, But they don't want other people to be free to do things that they they disagree with. And and as Mm -hmm. long as they have that viewpoint, they'll never ever be true allies I, I think that's i think that's true to to an extent and actually when i've been talking to to conservatives lately um what what i've been trying to focus on is basically if we can get the liberals out of our hair then there's no reason that every county in new hampshire has to be the same mm-hmm. You know, um, there's there's still a limited number of free staters. So if we wanted to uh, to reconcentrate in in specific areas, then it would, you know, basically you could have some some counties that are a conservative paradise and some counties that are a libertarian paradise and. Uh, the the thing that seems to make a difference is borders. It's like everybody knows there's crazy laws in Saudi Arabia. What was it that Trump allegedly said to the attorney general at the federal level? He said, the country is on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? Which doesn't sound like a threat to me. The way people on the left are interpreting this is saying that, you know, I can throw fuel on this fire if I so choose. Mm. When, I mean, he literally suggests the opposite. Right. He's like, hey, what can I do to help diffuse the situation? It's like, oh, he's admitting that he has the power to make it worse. I mean, kind of, but that's not what he's getting at. And I think you've got to be a special kind of lunatic to, to read this text message and walk away with that interpretation. Uh, did you hear what the, the statement was, nobody? I did not. Can you read it one more time? So Ryan? Trump sent to uh, Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general for the United States or whatever, mm-hmm. the country is on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? Which mm-hmm. to me, it seems like a reasonable text message, right? Hey, you know, people are going yeah. crazy out there. What can I do to make people yeah. go less crazy? And to be fair, he doesn't have a whole lot of options after they kicked mm-hmm. him off of YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all mm-hmm. these other social media platforms. It's like, well, not a whole lot, Mr. Trump. They took away yeah. your ability to. Well, and but but the other thing is, it doesn't matter what he says. If he says, I'm going to have pork chops for dinner somebody is going to find a way to twist that into something sinister. He hates police. Because, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Trump also says that they took his passports. They, according to a post he made on Truth Social, which is his personal social media site. Because, again, they banned him from Twitter right. and YouTube. I don't know where else, but I suspect he's banned from most of these platforms. I think Facebook booted him out a long time ago. But uh, he said, quote, Wow, in the raid by the FBI of Mar-a-Lago, they stole my three passports, one expired, along with everything else. This is an assault on a political opponent at a level never seen before in our country. Third world, he says. I like how he uses the terminology stole. I mean, he's yeah. correct. They stole his passport. Right. Without I would, him like, being I would like my stolen stuff back, please. Like, how often does that happen? It probably happens more often than we realize. But, you know, for instance, they took my passport. But they oh, that's charged true, but me. we were indicted. Right. We were charged with something. Trump has not been charged with anything, and they allegedly took his passports. Mm-hmm. So what's that all about? I suspect they'll give them back. Uh, wouldn't they well, have to? Only if they don't charge him will they give them back, I presume. I mean, if you're going to take the effort of taking somebody's passport, you're going to make them fight for it. Right? Does Donald Trump really even need a passport to travel? Yeah, generally you need a passport to get into other countries. I mean, what is it? What are they going to say to him in the United Kingdom? Oh, no, no, Mr. Trump, we recognize you from being the president of the United States, but you don't have your yeah. documentation in order. That's what they'll say. Yeah. Well, there are, That's insane. there are places he could probably go, people that he has relationships with. He could probably go to Brazil. Mm-hmm. He could probably yeah, go to uh, the Philippines. Well, I just tuned in, heard you talking about Trump, and um, I do happen to have a bit of a theory about Trump, and I think it's pretty, you know, I, I don't like to go too far out in the conspiracy theories. I think it's really very plausible. So um, if you looked up, like, recently, Trump's, like, well, Biden's poll numbers, uh, President President Joe Brandon is having some pretty awful uh, polling numbers, and the one person who's notably polling worse than Biden at this point is um, Trump. Oh, really? And, yeah. Well, and, Trump's you know, not president. How is... We're we, still asking about okay. him, I guess. Yeah, is yeah, polling yeah. worse than Biden? Well, yeah, Biden's up right well. now. I, I don't remember exactly why, but something's happened in the last few weeks that caused people like, yay, Joe gas, Biden. Gas dropped below four bucks. I guess that was it. It was two when... I know. <laughs> I don't remember what the specifics were. I just remember that, you know, I saw something recently at some point within the last few weeks about his poll numbers being up for some reason. Mm-hmm. Presumably, he went that period of time without saying something moronic or having to get chased off stage by an Easter bunny or something. <laughs> and that's why it's like, hey, look, guys, he went a whole week without saying anything stupid. Yeah, I, I remember the Easter bunny. I'd forgotten up until now. Um, but yeah, no, he's, uh, Trump was pulling pretty bad. I mean, he's, he's a liability, to, and the MAGA thing in general was a liability to the Republicans. I mean, look, I'm from Virginia. They, we just elected a Republican governor. The Dems are funding candidates to the right of Republicans? Yeah, they've been doing that a lot in the primary elections the whole season, the past few months. Um, When you say this, do you mean that in the sense of Donald or Ron DeSantis is to the right of... Then what do you mean? Yeah, to clarify, to clarify, yeah, like MAGA, pop, I I really, you know, what does this mean exactly? What does right-left mean? Um, But MAGA, populist, really hardcore, kind of very, also appealing to a very online right, you know, the people that are really like, raging about libs of tiktok and what's like, the goal you know, by the dems to fund the far right i mean basically to basically to put in um unelectable candidates to office so office or mm. candidates that are more easily beat by the um you know the electorate's pretty much in the center that's why it's the center so just to make to make a more competitive election for the dems and if they pull it and they've pulled it off in the in the quite a few places so um it's not 
disputed, like this has been happening all over the country. I've heard it on mainstream outlets, some political commentators, and I've heard it locally. People are people are pissed off about it. They support, hmm. you know, regular Republican um, candidates. So they really want the attention on Trump. So somebody like a DeSantis or even like like Youngkin in Virginia, who's like very Republican, but like not Trumpy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not like going going wild and a populist kind of guy. It's really essential that our currency, meaning freedom-loving people like our us, you know, whoever enjoys wants freedom, mm-hmm. uh, it's essential that our currency is not going to be centralized. And I, I think that's a very important thing. You know, the government can say whatever they want with guns and abortion and this and that. But at the core of everything, the currency is what makes everything move, whether it's the U.S. dollar, whether it's gold, whatever, currency, right? And if they mm-hmm. take away, if they centralize the way we can exchange value amongst each other, that's a big deal. Like that's, you know, I'm not going to like that. No one's going to like that at all. And um, an example of this is this tornado cash, uh, the, the, the guy who did the Ethereum mixer. And not to take away from the Crypto 6 stuff, of course, they're, they're, it's crazy what they're doing there, but I don't know how much... I could talk oh, about the tornado cash thing whatever, is much right? worse. Uh, what they're doing yeah. and what they're doing in crypto six. I mean, in crypto six, they're just targeting six individuals. Uh, of course, they they've targeted many others for similar charges, and they all took plea deals in the in the past. So it's not like we're the first. Uh, but uh, we're the first who didn't take plea deals. <laughs> well, that's that's well, the, with the exception of Morpheus out in uh, in Arizona, we we are the first. And uh, so they're going after some what individuals. What happened to Morpheus? Convicted. Uh, he made the mistake of taking a uh, money laundering charge to court when it was pretty clear. That's was, right, but they dropped the money transmission they, they charge. Did, yeah. There's something that I read, a, a tweet, um, but it was on Facebook, but it was a screenshot of a tweet of someone put, and it really sent chills down my spine regarding this case. I don't know if it's true or not. You can tell me if this is actually a correct statement. What, and this is going to be a dystopian future, and this is going to be crazy if this is true. There is a guy who is going to jail because he wrote an open source code that a bad guy used to do bad things. That's correct. And That's the Tornado Cash program. Going to jail. And the, and the guy who wrote the open source so this is going to discourage. If this goes through, it's going to discourage anyone from doing open open source because no, you, what it'll do is it'll discourage them from doing it publicly. So it'll make it so ah. that everybody that's writing these technologies will keep themselves anonymous, which is the smartest move that one of the smartest moves Satoshi Nakamoto and whoever it was that created uh, Monero, and some believe it was Satoshi Nakamoto who created Monero, uh, it was the smartest move that those people made was keeping themselves anonymous. Because you better believe the cops would be kicking in their doors too. Oh yeah. The greatest trick the devil ever played is convincing the world that he didn't exist. I thought it was that one melon grab he the did. usual suspects. <laughs> what? It's a t-shirt, man. What's that, Mehdi? I think it's it's just absolutely crazy that someone is going to jail for writing an open source code that a bad guy used to do bad things. I mean, it's open source code. How can he get in trouble for writing a code that's open source? Yeah, that's ultimately the question. Now, again, maybe he'll win. Maybe it'll come down to a jury trial and the jury will say, this is ridiculous. Set this guy free. We already mentioned there was one of these quote-unquote decentralized exchanges that has blacklisted the uh, the sanctioned addresses. So the U.S. government came out with a list of addresses that are related to Tornado Cash that say you cannot do business with these addresses because they're related to Tornado Cash. If you've gotten uh, Ethereum out of Tornado Cash, then that is essentially bad Ethereum now. It is dirty Ethereum. 
How does and a decentralized exchange do this, though? The, it's not decentralized enough. Yeah, the, the people who are running it decided, whoever, whatever amount of them decided yeah. to make these changes and block users based on the fact that they allegedly had some money come out of tornado cash. And it's not just this one exchange. According to Cryptoslate.com, uh, Ave, Uniswap, and Balancer, oh, which, not are, Uniswap. which are three of the largest uh, so-called decentralized exchanges on the planet, and more, reportedly have now banned wallets which have interacted with Tornado Cash. A centralized data set created by TRM Labs appears to be responsible for the accounts being banned. Wait, so if you create a new wallet and you send all of your tokens and all of your Ethereum to this new wallet then you didn't directly associate with Tornado Cash in this new wallet, even if your funds did. They want to reward people to put uh, crypto into the platform so other people can pull it out, right, as loans. And the loans range based on how, how much demand there is. So if there's a lot of demand for a certain token, then the loan rates are much higher. You might pay you know, 15, 20% or, or something like that. Whereas if it's not as much demand, it might only be 5% or, or 4%. It's kind okay. of an interesting way they had it set up, but they're obviously not decentralized enough because now they have locked out any access to the sanctioned addresses from Tornado Cash and also Uniswap, which is, I believe, the largest decentralized uh, Ethereum swapping platform on the planet, last I heard. Other ones I had not heard of called Ren, Oasis, and I've heard of Balancer. So multiple platforms out there doing this. Uh, they identified the GitHub repositories in question. The address screening that has been put into place revolves around a company called TRM Labs, a compliance company. Boy, I wish those people didn't exist. Anybody with the name compliance in their... Uh, in their... I wish the institutions with which they were writing code that it was compliant with would also cease to exist. Because none of this has been held up in any U.S. court. None of this has been tried in the U.S. No. court. It has yet to be determined whether or not the U.S. It's just some bureaucrats yeah. saying something. Yeah, and it's yet to be determined whether or not they're constitutionally even allowed to do this. Uh, and, and that's the question is, how do you determine that? Understandably, people are afraid of the federal government gang. They are afraid of the violence that this goon squad will bring down upon their lives. And many of them are running for cover. They're, they're trying to do everything they can, even on so-called decentralized finance sites which have, for the last few years, been the sort of the darlings of the cryptocurrency industry. They've been heralded as the next step in finance. We're going to decentralize finance. We're going to take it away from the banks. We're going to take it away from the loan sharks. And In theory, right? And it was looking good for a while there. It was looking like a cool concept. The idea being that you could just go to this website, you could... Lay down some collateral because you can't get uncollateralized Bitcoin loans. They're not that stupid. Uh, but you lay down some collateral. So let's say you've got Bitcoin. You have to, in most cases, what they do, what they call wrap it first, which is also a risky activity, meaning that you have to send the Bitcoin to a trusted third party. And then they send you tokens back on the Ethereum blockchain that are called wrapped Bitcoin. Oh, that's what wrapped Bitcoin was. You didn't know what that was? No, yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'll deal with actual Bitcoin. Thank you. Yeah, because it's not real Bitcoin. It's just an right. Ethereum token that is represents a Bitcoin. It trades at the, the price of Bitcoin. But of course, if the centralized uh, re repertoire or whatever, the centralized issuer of these 
tokens gets raided or something, if they get taken down by a hacker, then all of a sudden their wrapped Bitcoin is going to go to zero real fast. So that's one of the big risks involved in wrapping things. This begs the question, and you touched on this earlier, Arya, it's not hard for an individual or somebody with a script could do this hundreds of times to make a new Ethereum address, take the money that they take out of Tornado Cash, send it to that new address, and then send it to five more new addresses. Isn't that essentially Tornado Cash, though? No, 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 no. Tornado Cash mixes your Ethereum with other people's Ethereum. And so you wouldn't get out the same Ethereum that you put in. You're just creating a lot lot of hops. Yeah, it it adds hops. So the question is, how many hops before the bad Ethereum coming out of Tornado Cash becomes usable again? Because if it's unlimited numbers of hops, then this essentially becomes untouchable Ethereum, and then it's not useful to anybody anymore and that's a scary concept because Has tmr anybody, answered that question i don't know um it's not clear how far they're considering it to be sanctioned outside of that um uh, but the, you know that's an important question because there's supposedly some number of billions of dollars like seven or eight billion dollars worth of ethereum that have passed through this mixer well normally i would presume after somebody mixes some ethereum they might go and spend it on something and put it into one of these platforms or buy something on the internet with it or or whatever and so that the that money gets moved around somebody pointed out that like 90 percent of ethereum is no more than two hops away from somebody who's had a tornado you know who's got tornado cash interactions the crypto industry doesn't have sway in Congress. They got like one lady who's a senator who's into crypto. She's from Wyoming. Cynthia Lummis, I think is her name. So she's sort of like the active senator who's trying to put legislation forward to quote unquote help the industry. And I'm skeptical of that uh, at best. But I don't the, blame you. But they're not lobbying, you know, like like Microsoft. Didn't Coinbase and- try that, though? Coinbase did try to go and and curry favor with these people, and it didn't seem to go very well for them. That's true. They did get threatened by the SEC right after that because yes. they wanted to start their loan platform. And the SEC was like, hey, if you do this, we're going to sue you. That's right. Yeah. And they wouldn't even talk to them. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. So, and then, of course, the SEC is going after Library. Uh, they and, are. And others, not just Library, Ripple, and, and several others that right. I've never heard of before. Uh, so they're, so this is bad and maybe you're right, Aria, maybe this will encourage these centralized exchanges to try to change this situation, but I'm not optimistic that that's going to happen. I, well, they're not going to allow any situation, any solution, quote solution to this problem to exist. If that solution can also inadvertently result in the CEO of Coinbase having his Ethereum address permanently flagged. The, the, the yeah. situation is just going to be intolerable to them, and they're going to have That's to true. work on a different solution. And right now, it's it all hinges on this AMR, whatever the name of the company was, the compliance company. Mm. Somebody spoke uh, from the Tornado Cash team to CryptoSlate.com, and they were given an anonymity for their own protection. will be referred to as TC member for the sake of this story. The Tornado Cash contributor told CryptoSlate's Akiba that, quote, multi-sigs shut down the uh, decentralized autonomous organization. We're all out. Better safe than sorry, unless it all calms down a bit, unquote. So what happened was they apparently shut down their entire decentralized autonomous organization. Again, Tornado Cash is continuing to operate. Well, yeah, they can't stop it. But the decentralized autonomous organization that was associated with it is now done. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tornado Cash is decentralized and open source, right? That's my understanding. So it doesn't need a DAO in the first place, right? My understanding is the DAO could not 
change the then what the hell was the point they, of the existence yeah, of the decentralized know. autonomous organization except having, to allow these people to feel good about themselves? Having not been involved, I can't say for sure. Maybe they could have submitted code changes or something like that. I, I don't know. Uh, but the member declared, quote, there goes decentralization, unquote, in what they described as a, quote, S-E situation, which I'm censoring for radio. Following the closing of the Tornado Cash DAO, quote, DAO funds have been returned to governance contracts, multi-sig deleted. That means their multi-signature wallet was closed out. I just want to bring up that we have a, a shortage of elementary school crossing guards this year. Really? Yeah. Who has a shortage? Albuquerque. Okay. So Sarah doesn't have a shortage. <laughs> she said we. Um, well, the thing is that we want to, you know, get the crossing guards uh, to protect the children where they're crossing the street. Are you going to do know, this, that- Sarah? That was going to be my question for her. It's like, Sarah, why don't you sign up? They're hiring. It sounds like they're desperate. They'll take you. Uh, no, I got my reasons, but. The thing is that what are your reasons? Why don't you don't you care about protecting the children? Yeah, but I'm not gonna get hit by a car. Oh, I see. She's gonna let the children get hit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after they hit me, after that, it's hard to really take you seriously, Sarah. If on one hand you say we want to protect the children, but you yourself are not willing to lift a finger to actually go and do that. You know, we're going to put more speeding cameras. We need red light cameras. That's what we need to do. That's so not that going to stop people from running over children at crossing uh, crosswalks. Well, they're afraid uh, it's going to they have to pay a dollar ticket or it's going to go into the um, collection agency. How, how, many, you know, how much it? is the ticket? $100. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.